0: Don't wait to tell somebody you love them. Don't wait to do the right thing. Don't wait to divorce yourself from people in your life that you know are not good and are dragging you back to behaviors or putting you in situations and places when you're around them that you know are not good for you and your future. Good morning, Toy Starters. Hope you're having the best morning. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but I'm treating you as if you are listening to it first thing in the morning because my feet just touched the floor in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and I am going to speak to a whole high school full of kids at a pep rally, and the school is is really trying to encourage attendance. They're having issues with recidivism, and I think I used that word correctly. I said it the other day in a meeting, and you know when you actually pull out, pull off a big word, and you're like, yes, well, I have to make you laugh. I used to sometimes, and I don't know if anybody else has done this, uh, pull off a big word, and it was a big word, and it was great, but I didn't use it correctly. But uh, all jokes aside, my brain does work better when I'm reading. My synapses, they fire faster and better, and I find that I use big words like recidivism. So I hope you're reading. And I hope you're getting ready in June to read Relentless Joy. I just turned it in last week for the final time. We are making like the final last little tiny little edits. I'm talking about words and commas and things like that. But it is, it is, uh, it's out there. So hello, Joy Starter. I hope you are doing so well. There's so much to share with you. On this podcast. But one, I hope you just hear the excitement in my voice. Yesterday, I got to visit with about 40 or 50 principals from all over Tuscaloosa, Alabama. This morning, I get to do this pep rally, and then I get to visit with counselors from all over this afternoon, and then their faculty. I talked yesterday to the principals, and I said, what are the first things that you say to yourself when your feet hit the floor? What are the first things you say to yourself? There were times in my life where I downed myself, where I called myself fat, or something was wrong with me that, that, you know, why I wasn't married or wasn't dating anybody and that I was stupid or this wasn't going to work. And I, I now my feet hit the floor and there is like a sensation, almost like electricity, (laughs) especially on days like this. And I say this in the book and I say this in my life. I think it's also because the devil's like, crap, she's up, she's up. She made it up one more day. God brought her up one more day. Woke her up. She's going to go change the world. We got to get a plan, you know. And that's what I like to think is happening in hell. Um the devil and all his demons when my feet hit the floor, but this morning in addition to that, I was just thinking about the children. Um somebody's child, somebody's dream, somebody's love somebody's heartbeat that I'm going to touch this morning. I mean, it's that that's it like the I know that there is a child that is going to be in that group in that area wherever I'm speaking this morning in that gymnasium or their center this morning that needs what I have to say that for me from a faith perspective I'm assigned to them. Their heart is assigned to me. The words that I speak today as a vessel of God, right? Like as, as an instrument, that's what I am. I just open my mouth and, and he gives me the words. He gives me the ideas. I know that I am I'm assigned to them. I'm assigned to them and that I will spark something in one child or maybe more soul this morning that will encourage them to keep studying, keep reading, to stay in school, to keep going, to change the narrative of, of their life, to change the generational patterns of their life. I believe that with everything I am, everything that is inside me, and I'm pumped, and you can hear it in my voice. And it's also special because um, I used to live in Tuscaloosa, moved here in 2009, not knowing a soul, and ended up just a year later covering uh, a spate (laughs) of national championships, being, right, I think it was just a year later, Um, being on the sidelines of the Rose Bowl and covering a national championship. So uh, i just opening my windows here. I cut my teeth as a reporter in this town. I covered Nick Saban in this town. I covered survived a tornado in this town, the second worst tornadic outbreak in the history of the United States, April 27, 2011, hit across multiple states. Over 50 people were killed in this city alone. So I got to, with others, organize a Zumba class with free shoes and free workout clothes at the shelter, at the tornado shelter here. Got to ride the Red Cross truck multiple days and help rebuild. You know, thank the good Lord that for me personally, I was between jobs. So I was able to do this for weeks on end. And still, it is one of the most um, important, the most impactful things I've ever done with my life is help to rebuild the city. I met my best friend here. I have God babies here because of that. And I started a Zumba class here. And tonight I'll actually be having dinner with a number of the girls that used to actually take my Zumba class that I'm still friends with. So it's really special. It's really special. And Uh, On Tuesday, I decided to drive instead of fly, and this is to all my long-distance drivers. Woo -woo. I don't know who you are out there, but to those that can get behind the wheel and can just go. Uh, I think it came from being a sportscaster, and the non-glamorous part of it is having to drive all over different places, sometimes late at night, city to city, town to town. But also, my husband and I, we were long-distance. I lived in Nashville, and he lived in Florida for almost four years. So we would get in the car 11 and a half, 12 hours. And one of us would drive to each other. It was just what we did. And so this drive was about seven hours, a little longer, a little bit longer than I remember remembered it being last time. But I knew I was going to be here for a couple of days and then heading on to Pell City to see my family after this and some friends and for a couple of days before I head home. So I wanted to have my car. So I'm driving on Tuesday and I just have to like, tell you, I have to share this story. My, You can kind of feel probably this podcast, I think every podcast, but I'm kind of bubbling over to share different things with you. But I mentioned this to our Joystarters Club, the subscribers, because we have a chat that we're able to talk back and forth and share encouraging things every day. And by the way, if you're not in joystartersclub.com, um, you need to be, you need to be. I was reading something the other day that talked about what you focus on can literally rewire your brain. And so in Joy Starters, we're focusing on joy. We're focusing on starting joy. We're focusing on being joy. We're focusing on noticing joy and gratitude and love and peace. And we're journaling about it. There's all kinds of really cool extras as well. And it's the cost of a cup of coffee each month. We are rewriting our neural pathways and you should join us. So I was telling them this story the other day, and that is that I normally, when I'm driving, I listen to a ton of podcasts, a ton, a ton, a ton. And I listen to a lot of murder mysteries. I'm interested why people do what they do. So I listen to a lot of that. But sometimes I'll get somewhere and I've listened to like eight crime podcasts, you know, or history or whatever. It may be a lot of podcasts, a lot of books on tape. And the other day when I was driving, I just said, you know, I haven't listened like I listen to music, but I haven't like listened to music on trips. I'm driving in a while. Like I, I need to, I need to get back into my music. I felt the draw. So I put on one of my old playlists and it's called start. It's in Spotify and it's, I mean, it's got hundreds of songs in there and it's songs I just add every time I remember. I love a song and I turned it on and guys and gals, kings and queens and royals, I have to tell you for about two and a half, three hours of that trip, And I also used it, by the way, to catch up with all sorts of people that I've been needing to catch up with and call and just love on them and plan to do that on the way back too. But So I put on this, this playlist and I am telling you in the span of that couple of hours, I laughed, I cried, I danced. And I thought, what have I been doing? I've been missing you, music. I've been missing you touching my soul. I've been missing this. What have I been doing? And it's great to listen to podcasts, and that's great. But I miss music, and I love live music. I'm a dancer. I'm all of those things. And so I just want to encourage you, take it from me. Next time you do a long road trip, if you've been listening to too many podcasts, too much stuff going in your brain, too much information overload, okay, what am I doing now? What am I listening to now? Sometimes it's too much go back to music, go back to that love, go back to music. Um, Vince Gill, go rest high on that mountain and just bawled for my mother. I want to dance with somebody. You know Whitney Houston, I danced. Music from Footloose, let's hear it for the boy. So I was going dirt. I mean, if you can't, Randy Travis, Otis Redding, Ben Harper, Jack Johnson. These are some that were Stevie Ray Vaughan, Van Morrison. These are some that were on my list. And each time, each one, I could go right back to a memory in my life. I could see the smells. I could hear things. It took me right back to places in my life. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have been away from music like me, that would want to encourage you to get back to it. I want to encourage you to go back to it and journal how you felt. Journal how it made you feel to do that. So that was my experience with music. And I hope that you will pull out your old playlist and you will experience it just like I did. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know that I would love to come to speak to your group? Yes, yours. No matter what that group is, large or small, I've spoken to men's groups, women's groups, symposiums, retreats, conferences, corporations, high schools. All the things, all the places, there's really not a place I won't go. If there's a need, I'll go. And in 2023, we are going to be featuring even more speakers under the I'm Changing the Narrative umbrella. So that means I'm available, but also amazing other speakers that can reinforce the I'm Changing the Narrative message in their own unique way with their own unique story. So all you have to do is go to the website I'm changing the that's I'm changing the, the letter i the letter m and hit the contact button and we will get in touch with you. You can also go to rachelbarbo.com and hit the contact button as well and we will get back in touch. Have a blessed one. If you hear me doing something in the background it's because I am doing a get ready with me. It just happens to be on a podcast. No, I'm kidding. I am getting ready to go touch these children. And so that's what you might hear in the podcast in the background. Me putting on my makeup. And I don't know, but that's so funny. That's all the rage these days with social media. It's called the get ready with me. The get ready with me. There's a girl on TikTok that has gone. Alexis, I think is her name, but she has gone like through the roof just doing get ready with me. And that's if you are not a huge person on social media, don't know what age you are because a lot of different people listening to this podcast, different ages, different people. But that is a huge thing on social media where you do your makeup and somebody gets ready with you and Um, and they watch you while you do your makeup and you talk about a story and you tell a story. So you're getting that in podcast form today, just to make you giggle. So remember, first thing I want you to take away from this is go pull up, dig up your old playlist, your old, whatever on a trip, dance in your kitchen, whatever it may be. And let all of those emotions out. I want you to feel them fully, my friend. Secondly, I want to talk about something that is a little heavy and hard, but I think it's something that we need, I would like to address in my heart. I want to address, I don't know if you saw uh, this past week, right after the celebration for Georgia, um, right after the celebration, um, there was a car accident and young people lost their lives and which is a young person losing their lives is always horrific especially after the great things that happened with Georgia and the national championship. It was just really, really horrifically sad. So keep them in your thoughts and prayers. So that's at Georgia. And then across the South at another SEC school, you have a situation where a basketball player, according to court documents, gave a gun to a friend of his, somebody he knew presumably from back home. There was an altercation with a another person and a young woman who was in town to have fun, to visit somebody that went to school here. And there's a shootout. And it is being reported that this former Alabama basketball player, that his friend shot into the car as they were leaving. The bullet struck the young woman who was a young mother and it killed her. It killed her. What a senseless and utter tragedy. Young lives young lives, gunned down, a mother, gunned down, and her child now left without a mother. And we've been talking about this within I'm Changing the Narrative. We've been talking about what we are doing, what's happening in this world. And I just want to share this with you. I share this with college athletes all over the country. It matters who you hang around. I call it crabs in a bucket. And there are some people that And this goes for everybody. If you're a professional, if you're a student, there are some people that want what you have, what you have accomplished, and they did not get it themselves. They did not, could not, whatever reason, themselves. And they're mad at you. So here you are. You're almost out of the bucket. You're almost about to freedom. You're doing your thing. And then you get back with these people and they pull you back into the bucket, back down to the behavior, to do things that you wouldn't normally do, to put you in situations that are not good. I'm not saying I know that with this former Alabama basketball player and his friend, I am just saying it matters who you hang out with. I don't know if this former Alabama basketball player has always had a a dark side, always had skirted the law and done things that could get him in trouble. I don't know. I, I don't know the situation, right? But I know on that night he was hanging out with somebody. One of them had a gun and one of them shot into a car and now they're both charged with capital murder. That's what I know. And so the choices that we make, the choices that we make, and I talk about this all the time, define us. The people that we hang out with define us. There is a reason I was talking to somebody else Uh, yesterday about this. There is a reason why I surround myself with really, really smart people. I am not the smartest in my group. I am not the smartest and I'm changing the narrative. I've got smart, amazing, wonderful people that inspire me daily around me. So, you know, you just look at the, the loss of life, right? The loss of life at Georgia and the situation at Alabama. And one of the things that came out of this that we talked about Patricia Morgan is Tanner Morgan's mom, and she's also a second grade teacher, and she's a member of I'm Changing the Narrative, and Tanner Morgan is a quarterback, was a quarterback at Minnesota, and one of my kings, so she came to me through that, but she was talking about her husband Ted's cancer battle, and one of the things that he was very big about before he passed away was the idea, don't wait, don't wait. Don't wait. And so I would say with the situation with the Alabama basketball player, former Alabama basketball player, because they scrubbed him from everything. They they didn't want any association with him that quickly over what happened. So the former Alabama basketball player and the Georgia recruiting young female, she held a recruiting position and the player... Um, I would say to this in, in both those situations, don't wait to tell somebody you love them. Don't wait to do the right thing. Don't wait to divorce yourself from people in your life that you know are not good and are dragging you back to behaviors or putting you in situations and places when you're around them that you know are not good for you and your future. And look, I I tell this all the time to players, what you do in the dark, what you do away from coaches, that's who you are, not the face and what you put on and pretend for people. So don't wait to do the right thing. Don't wait to divorce yourself again from people that are not right for you don't wait to tell somebody you love them don't wait to chase your dreams don't wait to join the Joy starters Club and get around positive people don't wait to take the next step because you just don't know two separate situations a tragic accident and the other a tragedy right a tragedy whatever happened that night off the strip here in Tuscaloosa a young woman lost her life and now two um, people are being faced with capital murder and there are no winners here right like there's no winners the two young men who perpetrated the crime, their families are all wrecked now. Their futures are wrecked. If you saw the perp walk, again, it was just uh, very, very sad all around. And the young woman, the child, of course, her family, everybody's affected. There's no winners. Don't wait to do what you need. You know you need to do in your soul, in your soul. Don't you dare wait. And lastly, I want to share a quick story about Toothless Kitty. I have a great little story about toothless kitty. I had a I have a cat, and her name is Gigi, and my mom's name was or actually her name is Georgia, and my mom's name is Georgia. And so we got this cat, adopted this cat because her name was Georgia. And then we went back and got her brother, and we got him for my bonus kids. And she's only about two years old, two and a half years old. And a couple of months ago, we just noticed her breath smelled terrible. I'm like, gosh, she must have just ate something outside, you know, because cats love to bring you things. They love to bring you animals, they love to bring you special treats, which is terrible, by the way. But it's their nature to be hunters. And they think they're giving you a prize, but oh no, you are not. So anyway, we just thought that her her breast smelled bad. We're like, what is that? So finally I take her in for like her wellness checkup, and <clears throat> it turns out she has an autoimmune disease. That is, her immune system was attacking the bacteria on her teeth and therefore causing her gums to be inflamed 24-7. She was in pain. And we wondered why, you know, Camo, her brother, was very loving, wanted to be around. She would eat and then stay gone, outside, stay gone. I mean, she was just almost like a feral cat, if you will. And there's a lesson here. There's a nugget here. Just, You know me, I like to talk about random things, but there's a lesson here. So I take her to a vet that we put her on medication for 30 days to see if it's going to get better. It did not get better. I went to a separate vet to get a second opinion. And that second vet said to me, Rachel, she needs to have her teeth pulled. I'm like, what? A cat? Have all its teeth pulled? Will she be okay? Will she be able to survive? Will she live, lead a good life? And um, and he said, absolutely. He said, she'll probably be eating within the day, within days and she'll be much happier, he said, because... She'll be out of pain right now. She is in so much pain you can't even imagine. Twenty four seven, her her mouth and her gums hurt, and so we went, We decided to do it because I asked him. I said, "What happens if we don't do anything?" He said, "Your cat will stop eating and die." And he said, "I'm telling you, there's the magic, the, kind of the magic phrase here, the phrase, a point." He said, "I'm telling you, when you do this, she will become a happier cat. She, when you do this, she'll be you. You'll just be amazed at at what happens here." Okay. So we do it and bring her home. She's on medication for days. I mean, seeing my cat all doped up on medication was hilarious, Um, but she immediately, she started eating and what do you know? That cat just in the short amount of time in two weeks is a completely different cat. I mean, she's happy. She's snuggly. She stays inside. She loves you. She is just unreal, amazing, this cat. He was absolutely right. So why am I sharing the story of the toothless kitty? Toothless kitty, toothless cat, why am I sharing it? Because it's a great lesson and metaphor for all of us. That cat was mean, stayed away, Didn't. wouldn't let you hold her, would scratch you, was very gun shy. And it was all because she was in pain. It was all because we, she was in pain. And when we removed those teeth, when we removed the issue and got her out of pain, she became a transformed cat. How does that apply to you? You've got to remove the teeth. Whatever the teeth are for you. And so you've got to take that step to get out of pain. Maybe that removing the teeth and taking that step for you is going to therapy. Maybe removing the teeth and taking the taking the step for you is saying you're sorry to somebody. Maybe removing the teeth and taking the step is you were forgiving yourself is is I, I don't know what your step is, what your removing the teeth is, but I want you to apply it to your life because here's why she was all of those negative things, because she was in pain. And it made me think about. people out there in the world who are doing negative, nasty, terrible things. And if we can examine and look past the negative, nasty, terrible things, guess what? Probably the great probability is, is they are in great pain. They are in great pain like Toothless Kitty and so it it helps to remind me when somebody is nasty and awful and terrible to me um, that if I can pause for a moment and remember like toothless kitty, they're likely in great pain. They likely hate themselves or hate the world, insecure, rotten inside, rotten teeth Like like she had, the gums. They're in pain. And so if I can stop and remind myself of that, that there's a reason why they're lashing out, a reason why they're skittish, a reason why they're angry or run away or don't do things is because they're in pain. It helps me to understand another human being, another soul, just like I do Toothless Kitty. I can see beyond their actions, their angry actions, the things that are coming out of their pain, and I can see that they are in pain, and I can pray for them and I can pray for them. And that is what I'll do. I'll continue to pray for people who are exhibiting all of those emotions because they're in pain. I will continue to pray, if that's you, that you take those steps to get out of pain like we did for Toothless Kitty. I hope this has inspired you. I love you guys so much. I'm off to change these kids' lives and counselors. And I am jacked. I am pumped. I am just got a message from somebody at the school today that I know, Coach Weingarten, and he said, Today's the day. These kids so need you. Bring the heat. You know, and I said, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Uh, because I I I know what is ahead of me. I know I was sent for some of these kids, these principals yesterday. That was just absolutely amazing. So much life change happened in that room. And I know I was meant to record this podcast with you. I Get ready with me. Um, and so I'm going to go back to getting ready. I love you guys. I hope you will join joystartersclub.com. I'll talk more about the book process next podcast. I know a lot of people would like to write a book or become a better speaker. And we're going to be hosting some things to do with that here in the next couple of months. And so keep a lookout for that. But in the meantime, go to joystartersclub.com. You can go to imchangingthenarrative.org for more information on um, bringing me or our other speakers in to speak as well or working with us. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Go examine. If it's you, if it's somebody else, go examine the story of Toothless Kitty and how it applies to your life. And also do this for me. Be mindful, be thoughtful, put a journal next to your bed and think about the things that you say to yourself in the morning. Do you curse yourself? Do you curse your life? Or do you say, I'm up. The devil should be afraid. I'm going to do great things. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm a king. I'm a queen. I'm a royal. Great things are going to happen to me today. Miracles are afoot. Make a note of it and see how you can change those voices in your head for the positive. Love you guys.